Okay, I you know I know that we use Hangouts because we can make homes use Hangouts and it won't like blow everything up. But man, it is the one software that fucks with Audacity the most. Hmm. Like I cannot get it to not change the volume so that you hear me at the level that it thinks I want you to hear me at. Oh yeah, it's all off, isn't it? It's often yeah. really inconsistent. No, it's a pain in the ass. Because it affects my local recording. Sure, of course. You know what? Hang on. I'm going to change something here. Because you guys don't need to hear me in some kind of crystal clear fashion. I probably sound pretty different now, but at least it won't goddamn take over control. Yeah, that that sounds like you've got... You're recording on one of them cassette players. <laughs> where you, where you, you're never quite sure if you just hold record or if you hit record and play at the same time. Yeah, I'm going off the microphone in my webcam now. But you're recording with your actual microphone. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, that I understand what you've said. Because mm, you don't want it to mess around with the levels of your actual microphone. Yeah. Right. Good thinking. Jonathan. Yes. When you, when you record this, do you hit just record on its own or record and play on, on the cassette player? <laughs> Do you, do you press record and play at the same time, right? And then you make sure the little spokes are going in the cassette, so it's definitely recording. And then you record your own, like, news show. Is that what you do? And then you show your parents and they say, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm not cringing. Very grown up. You'll be on the news. You'll be on TV with that, with that shit. Wow. No, they wouldn't call it that. And I, I think about it. I think about pressing record and play at the same time because it makes sense. Yeah, I mean... In the days in in the days of modern computer technology, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But these millennials, these millennial children, right? These people who are in their thirties, not like in their fifties, like us, right? They don't even know what that's like. They don't know the horror of having to press play and record at the same time to make your fake news broadcast that you show your parents. They have absolutely no appreciation, no, whatsoever. It's all TikTok with them now, Jonathan. What is? What is TikTok? Is it a kind of mint? It, <laughs> it's, um, I think it is, um, TikTok and you don't stop. I love your smile. No, that's a different song. TikTok, it's, um, the clock sounds. That I know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, right? All of these TikTok stars and these Vine stars, right? Stars? Yeah, these stars, these so-called internet celebrities of social media, these influencers, they ain't going to get on the front cover of NME, are they? NME, National, National, International? National Milk Enterprises. (laughs) So, me, National Milk Enterprises cover boy. 1986 to 1994. Thank you very much. I had no idea you were in the Milk Enterprises. Oh, I mean, yeah, they they called me Milky Boy Jones. They called me they called me Milky Boy Jones from 1986 to 1994. Thank you. And then they immediately stopped calling you that in 1995. Well, yeah, I was I was beaten out by popular vote. There's a vote by yeah, Ricky Bubbles. Ricky Bubbles beat me. And after all of that effort, you went to like arrange the extension of term limits. For being Milky Jones? Well, it was all over. Once, once, I, once I called the Ukrainian president and said, get me everything you have on Ricky Bubbles so that I can be the milk boy for 1995. It was all over. It's a, so, yeah, you, you call it milk, milk boy. Um, Conrad called it just Milk Jones? Milky Jones. Well, that was his former, his former name. I, I assume you changed it because of the scandal. I thought he grew up into a man. 
No? We, I think we're going to have to wait for the official Milky Boy wiki to come out. We'll have to rely on fans <laughs> to build that database. And we can really dig into the lore. But I really don't think there's anything more in this, mileage-wise. So I'm going to get us synced up for doing the recording of the show. Oh, I forgot the show was starting. Sure. Yeah, let's let's get on with that. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Let me show you how I'm feeling Let me show you my love To let you know how I'm reeling I'll need your ass and a rubber glove Jonathan, my heart is hungry You're feeding Light a fire in my soul You're ready for breeding I'm knuckle deep in your hole So let me in Jonathan, Jonathan Jonathan, Jonathan, let me in. No, no, what? Why? I'm not. You know what looks good. It's not me. No one wants that. This butt, it's a hairy butt. It's a big butt. It's a big hairy butt. I, we need to get on the phone to some A&R reps because we have found the holiday jam of 2019. Yeah. The Christmas season, you think uh, not to have it dominate, uh, not to have the Christian doctrine dominate, but... You don't like my song? Not my whole, guys. I wrote that song for you, Jonathan. I worked really hard on it. I don't think that you did. I think you just Whoa! say word, you word You words that up without... I mean, you have to work hard not to say that. I've got the lyrics sheet right here. No, you don't. I've got I've got the lyric sheet. I've got another song. I've got another Christmas song, but I'm saving that for the next one. I wrote a song for you yesterday, and that's what it was. I was walking around the house singing it to myself, and I said, you know what? This is great shit. That one about my hole? So what yeah. you did? You were yeah. just walking around thinking about Knuckle Deep and... Yeah, if I was Elton John's songwriter, whatever his name is... Bernie Taupin. Lubberkin. Yeah, Lubberkin Torpor, right? I, if I was him, if I was Lubbockin Torpa, I would phone up Elton John and say, I tell you what, I tell you what. <laughs> I've imagined he's like a mystical elf. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got to be in it. Like a Rumpelstiltskin style yeah. imp. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what. In fact, I, th- I think it's, it's because of the long-term collaboration that he's had with him that Elton John has progressively become more elf-like in his appearance and demeanor. I don't know if you've noticed that, but he is, like, transforming over time. And not Tolkien elf, but, like, Keebler elf. Yeah. Yeah. He's more more Keebler than he was before. It's true. Uh, wow. What? Uh, tell you what. Jesus. <laughs> that that <laughs> then... got song, that is. So anyway, I wrote that song for you. I thought it would lift your spirits. <laughs> What? <laughs> really? So when you're when you're using what they call a cognitive empathy and you're trying to think what I'm gonna think when <laughs> when you do what you're gonna do and then you're like thinking what's he gonna think after that? You think I'm gonna think? Well, that lifted my spirits. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of cognitive empathy. 
Jonathan. You're it's a huge my, fan. It's my favourite thing since you just said it. Because I always think about you. I think about you more than I think about myself. There are sometimes I look in the mirror and I see you. <laughs> Usually I imagine you behind me and then you sort of come up behind me and then put your hands around my waist and start kissing my neck. Oh, like sexually. Yeah, and then suddenly the sink is a big clay pot and it isn't the sink anymore and you're making a pot like a ghost. I think that I am Patrick Swayze then and you are Demi yeah. Moore. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm Demi Moore and I'm saying Demi Moore, more like gimme more in my butt. And then you you bummed me while we're making a pot. That's how Ghost went, I think. I think he, he bummed her. And he said, oh, here's some clay. It's in your bum. It is poo. And she went, yeah, probably. <laughs> Very straight face she was about still, Oh, yeah. They still really liked it, though, because it was still sexy. And in a way. And he didn't, have a, he didn't have one on his knob, right? It went in. He went in. What? He went in nude. <laughs> he went in nude. Like, he's... His knob didn't have his hat on. He just went in, and in a way, he liked it more that he could like feel some poo in there. It made it a little more dirty. You thought that detail, like you were like, <laughs> are they going to think it's sexy? I know they're not sure if it's sexy. Well, he went in nude. He went in nude, he said <laughs> yeah. several times. Yeah, and then they both looked at the camera at the same time and said, raw fucking... <laughs> <laughs> They, they both have the identical <laughs> voice too. It sounds yeah, like. yeah, yeah. That's how. I mean, it sounded like five people were saying it, even though it was just them two. They had a bit of like a, a voice of legion thing going on. They just all went raw, fucking. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the chorus of other ghosts in the background mm, that are watching them do this. Yeah, yeah. they've been watching, and the, and Demi Demi Moore can't see them, but Patrick Swayze knows they're watching, and that also excites him more. It's in the, I heard something about the movie Ghost. There's a bad guy in it. He seems like a good guy, but he's bad. And then demons come and take him away. And the demons go like... <laughs> and they actually took baby cries and just slowed them down. So they That's think creepy. demons are just slow babies, <laughs> I guess. According to the Zucker brothers. I met one of those brothers. Nice, nice guy. You met a Zucker? Yeah, I told you about it forever ago. I don't mind talking about it again, though, uh, because I got to name drop Jim. Because Jim, the Zucker, I think it was David, his son likes jazz punk, which is a game that Jim uh, is in prominently. And jazz punk was heavily influenced by Top Secret, one of the movies of the, the Zucker brothers. So it's a, a fun uh snake eating itself sort of thing a clown eating another clown as jim might say in a review of a game i did say that once that's a good I did that was a good quote that's a good I review did, did talk of clowns eating clowns do you like star wars jonathan uh yes i like the the movies right are you looking forward to the new one uh i i'm not very optimistic honestly um I don't think J.J. Abrams is the one who's going to make no. me like it. But I, I want to see what happens. You're not looking forward to Star Wars Episode Nine: Sympathy for Lady Vengeance? I want to see it. I, you want to see I want to see it. I'm a little worried about it, though. Like, I want to see it at me, your house, Jonathan. Why? Oh, yeah. Yeah, viewing party at Jonathan's house. I'm thinking, how do we get Jonathan out there? How do we get his name out there? How about the world premiere? Of Star Wars Episode Nine: Sympathy for Lady Vengeance at your house as a, as a viewing party. 
open to all of Boston to come around oh. to your house and watch it. Yikes. No, that would be bad for me. Tickets? We didn't sell tickets. We don't sell tickets. You said free. Tickets? Yeah. Either way, no one. I, I only invite two people in my house at a time now. It's a new rule. So, no parties. I mean, the, the whole of Boston is already going to be buzzing at free. There's no way we could get everybody into your place. You're right. Tickets are the way to go. Yeah, it's the only way. The only way to watch Star Wars Episode Nine is to sell tickets to watch it at your house. And we'll tell them that they're not showing it anywhere else. What is Sympathy for Lady Vengeance? What is that? Who is Lady Vengeance there? That's the subtitle for Star Wars Episode Nine. Daisy Ridley. I thought it was Rise of Skywalker. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. She's Lady Vengeance. We're supposed to feel sorry for her. Oh. Because her parents fell down a well. Who's she she getting revenge for? Her parents? The people who built the well. (laughs) Who, were, who have to deal with what they did. Alabaster and, and Shanks. Yeah, they didn't put up any signage <laughs> no. indicating the location of the well. Alabaster and Shanks construction didn't put adequate warnings. And her parents felt out a well that she went, right, I'm getting them. <laughs> who, Alabaster and Shanks or the people who... The whole company, she's bringing them down from the inside. She's an intern right now. She's going to work her way up to the top and bring the company down. This is what Star Wars Episode Nine is about. Yeah. After two films of build, we're finally going to see Alabaster and Shanks collapse from within due to an embezzlement scandal. I mean, and it's been fascinating watching sort of the moral quandaries that this character is placed in along the way you know are you going to raise this entire uh rainforest to the ground uh in the pursuit of additional profit just so that you can climb that corporate ladder one step higher and achieve your ultimate goal of tearing the whole thing apart wow i don't know it's uh yeah that's a so it's more of a capitalist political thriller than a Star Wars. It's a thinker. Yeah. It's a real thinker. Jeez. I have a feeling people will be a little disappointed, though. They want to see uh, lightsabers. They want to see uh, the Force. They want to see good and bad. This film's got everything. This It's not only, you know, high-stakes corporate risks and assessments and moral dilemmas. There is uh, about a 30-second window, 45 minutes into the film, where a monkey pisses into its own mouth. <laughs> And that's anyone who wants, like, you know, nail-biting action. Will the monkey get it in? Will it just splash it on its nose? Who knows? Wow. If you've got cognitive empathy, I mean, the thing about cognitive empathy, again, if you put yourself in the place of that monkey, it's very uncomfortable. (laughs) Monkeys love it. There is nothing a monkey won't do. They're filthy, allegedly. (laughs) Anyway, the point is... We've already sold the tickets, and yeah. it's been a sellout. Oh. we got 50 people who are coming to your house next Tuesday to watch Star Wars Episode Nine: Tales from the Force. <laughs> it was called Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I got bored of that one. <laughs> so anyway, we've got 50 people coming around next Tuesday, and here's, here's the thing, right? I've got a friend who might be able to get a rip of the film by Tuesday, possibly wednesday it comes out uh this friday i nah, think nah, the 20th no, 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 i think no 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 no, no. not to date no, the well, show but well premiere well it, it will be a world premiere in boston because friday night we've got lloyd and his friends down the river they're going to call in a bomb threat so they <laughs> won't not... be showing it anywhere but at your house jonathan <laughs> that's not kind why are they that's gonna cause a lot of pain and suffering nah. it's gonna cause a lot of excitement <laughs> To not only, I mean, yeah, they could watch it in a boring old movie theatre where they can't bring their own alcohol, or 
They can watch it at the most fantabulous viewing party that Boston has ever had as Boston's favourite son, Jonathan, who was off road rules that time, which is a kind of Star Wars. No. Hosts a viewing party of Star Wars Episode Nine with an official rip that I may have got from my friend Clive by then. Otherwise, definitely Wednesday, possibly Thursday at a push. Wait, when 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 there when did we tell them we're going to have it? Tuesday night. <laughs> Do you know? I mean, I don't mean to paint with best it. case scenario. Best case scenario, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. We've we've got it. <laughs> So best case scenario, we do the bare minimum of one thing (laughs) we already promised for money, that we sold tickets. You sold tickets, not we. Yeah. Star Wars fans. How how is that not a good scenario? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some legality in regards to where the tickets were sold, like the venue that they were sold from. But, you know, don't worry. It'll it'll all work itself out. The liability will land squarely where it belongs. Sounds incredibly worrisome. We mostly sold tickets in the form of wooden tokens uh, under a bridge, mostly to people who were already under the bridge. It was raining and I didn't want to come out from under the bridge, if I'm honest. You know that Star Wars fans have a reputation for being extremely upset when they don't get what they expected. And they're going to get what they expect. Yeah, we told them that there would be a dry, warm place free from the snow and the rain and the sleet where they could enjoy Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Yeah. Correct. Do you want to see Star Wars Episode Nine or not? Who, me? Do not. Do not. I'm telling this to the, the people we oh, met, right? sorry. Yes. You could go to the movie theater, but something tells me you'll be very disappointed on that night if you book a ticket there. I can give you a wood token right now for a fiver. Five bucks, wood token. We definitely will have episode nine to show you Tuesday night. But you don't think, I mean. Just show up. Just show up on Tuesday night. Just show up on Tuesday yeah. night. We will definitely have Star Wars episode nine to and show we've, you. And we've themed it. We've made sure that it's an experience for the people who turn up. I'm, I'm walking around on all fours, Jonathan, covered in tinfoil. I'm an, I'm an 8080 Imperial walker. And I'm stomping around on all fours covered in tinfoil going, boof, 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 it's pronounced A-T-A-T. Like ATM machine as opposed to And I look, up, I look up at them like mm. angrily and I say, don't call me an at-at. Because if you do, and then I just drop the act completely and I get very annoyed <laughs> before anyone's even brought it up. And I'll say, because if you fucking do. You have to then start calling the two-legged ones at stus. And we don't do that. I saw episode four of The Mandalorian. They call them ATSTs because that's what they fucking are. Oh, I AT, didn't know if it's that. ATST, it has to be ATAT for the four-legged ones. Not at at. I mean That's we... like calling him King Tut, because you're too fucking lazy to say Tutankhamun. Oh yeah, I always call him King Tut. Yeah, because you're fucking lazy. <laughs> It's just a cool name. Anyway, come in, come in. Let's see episode nine. That's how my whole introduction's going to go. They're very, they feel hated already. Come in, come in. I don't have a knife. (laughs) That puts them at ease. So when you hate people right off the bat, when you start the relationship (laughs) with, I hate you, you're a piece of shit. When you start with that. I might say that. Anyone who sticks around 
is not going to be mentally healthy and 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 good to be around. They're either going to hate well, you mean, back, or they're... Star Wars fans. They're not going to be good to be around in the best. I, I of like Star. I like Star Wars. I like. No, I I hear. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You, I I get it. You don't think that there's enough of an experience for people here, and I think you're right. And so why, that's why I'm planning to get some wallpaper paste. Right. That sounds great already. Right. I'm going to smear it all over you, Jonathan. Okay. More. And then we're going to throw barbershop hair clippings on you so that they stick. This, right? This idea is – this is <laughs> – and the, the, the amount of like passion and confidence, there's, there's this verve of like, guess what? But it's just covering me in some sticky substance and someone else's hair again. Oh, no, no, it is not. I'm offended, sir. I'm offended. It's not the first. I'll tell you what, right? He's complaining about barbershop hair, right? Let's meet him halfway, all right? How about instead of barbershop hair, it's feathers? Okay, yeah, feathers. Feathers works, right? right? Yeah. We'll we'll apply some sort of, uh, let's call it tar. Yeah. To your body, and then we'll whack a load of feathers. Tar and feathered, like the old-fashioned, um... I mean, I think that was... I mean, how how else are you going to be an Ewok? <laughs> I... What were we going? Were you going for Ewok or? Well, actually, no, because I I see the 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 sort of the piece de resistance, if you will. Uh, I I made this bandolier out of a belt and soup cans. Oh, Chewbacca! Yeah, yeah. I caught up with you. I caught up with you. Chewbacca's an Ewok. He's a Wookie. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, you'll be like. You'll see everyone and you'll go, that's the noise that Chewbacca makes. And you go, I am Chewbacca the Ewok. Look at me. Immediately dropping the act again. That's that's the only rule of this Star Wars movie is to. Yeah, well, Conrad can't keep the Darth Vader voice up. That would be a lot of work. James Earl Jones is a class act for having done it as much as he has. I wonder if he'll be back. In Star Wars Episode Nine, a lot of a lot of people coming back. They said to close it out. Yeah. Well, then you. I mean, you say that as well. You go. I wonder if he's coming back. Let's find out tonight. Let's watch. As as you welcome them in, and I'm stomping around behind you, go. And Conrad's like waving around a knife that we've painted the glow in the dark paint. It's lightsaber. And and he's going. There you go. Getting right near their faces with it. Yeah. So real close. Again, who are the people who are going to stick around? I'm not that worried about the people who are going to leave. People who don't have the key to the padlock. People we met underneath a bridge. Yeah, this is all very self-explanatory. It's a one-two punch of people. And I don't want. I again, I, I'm a, I allow two people in my house at a time now. Oh, Tops. don't worry, Jonathan. Don't worry, Jonathan. We've not put feathers on your ass. <laughs> I thought I was just assumed I was going to wear clothes or no. some sort of. No, you'll be way too hot if you wore clothes under the tar and feathers. Oh my gosh! I mean, the yes. way we've cracked the AC up. I mean, we're keeping it at like a cool eighty-five degrees in there. Why? What? What? To what end? So that it feels like Tatooine. <laughs> Why else do you think there's sand all on the floor? Is there even a movie or is it just you destroying my house and my life? We might have a movie. Best case scenario, 
We've got the movie by Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday, Thursday at a push. So they might stay there till 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 Thursday. <laughs> no, no, no. If we don't have it in time, um, I've got a, a rip of Phantom Menace that we're just going to play upside down. That should be enough to fool them. I like Phantom Menace, as you know. Um, I mean, you'll love it even more when you see it upside down. It's probably it makes the pod racing way more impressive. How's he? How's he even? He's not even got a seatbelt on. How's he staying in the chair? I bet the uh, conversation scenes are also good upside down because. Oh, great! <laughs> it's just fun to set someone up so they have no alternative other than to say yes. Those conversation scenes are great. It's fun for mm, me to do that, isn't it? Though it's and we've also just to spice it up, just so that they really like. I think. Every 15 minutes, someone watching might think, wait a minute, this is just the Phantom Menace upside down. But to distract them from that every 15 minutes, there's a little clip of a monkey pissing into its own mouth. <laughs> it's not, I know you said monkeys like everything, but it's not true. There's a lot of things. I, <laughs> I'm the Ewok with the ass of a man. That's why we haven't feathered your ass. So that you can turn around and show that you're the, the, the Ewok with the ass of a man. That's not what anyone wants. People, they barely like Ewoks, let alone one. I'm an Ewok, I'm an Ewok, I'm an Ewok with the ass off a man. I'm an Ewok and I like cock and you can put it in my bottom if you can. That's a little song you sing. Did you write that one too or did that just, I'm telling it you. Was, it, it was vaguely in tune with the Willow theme. I don't know if you spotted that, a little bit of a James Horner classics there. I forgot James Horner did that soundtrack. Oh, he did. He also did uh, Batman uh, Begins, I think. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? No, that was Elton Jump. Oh, of course. Exactly who you'd want for um, the gritty, even grittier Christian Bale oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it would be a lot more work for you to not act like this or think like this. <laughs> like you're like, oh... I've put so much effort into just again <laughs> trying to to make you feel this way. Just pushing in there with my face, just here I am. And then you say you really should appreciate the amount of hard work. But if you were challenged to be like just have a normal conversation with them for two minutes, just be like, and how are you, sir? I see. And I am what also well. I acted well. like Ryo Hayazuki from fucking Shenmue? <laughs> sure. Hello. How are you? I see. I am looking for a man named Wen. No, I haven't. I. We can't all live our life like a fucking video game, Jonathan. I, I'm not saying that. I, sure, I exaggerated a little bit. Just if you it's, were to be like, how is your day? Or what do you like about anything? And it, it, easy. Yeah. That's what mundane people do. And I'm on an extraterrestrial level, Jonathan. I could do that. That's piss easy for someone like me. Okay, let's try it. Let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, right. You... Go on, let's have a normal conversation. Let's do it right now. Hello, hello Jonathan. How's your day gone so far? It was pretty good. Uh, got got a good amount of work done. A lot of change-ups happening in, in my office. So it's been a little stressful. It's part of why I haven't been able to do the show uh, as normal. But now, hopefully, I'm going to be back on track for a regular schedule of um, mm-hmm. just catching up with you on this podcast you and conrad okay good i'm glad that you've had a good time do you have any worries or fears or anxieties 
like at the moment yeah tons yeah yeah they're really buzzing away uh in the back of my head i try to stay mindful of the moment because nothing bad is happening in this moment but a lot of terrible things might happen even by the end of the day but right yeah. now right. right now i'm okay yeah. are you worried that if we don't tar and feather your ass everyone's gonna see your b52s tattoo I think that was 45 seconds. That's I don't have a B. I, I would love to have a B-52s tattoo. I would as well, actually. That wouldn't yes, be that bad. That sounds it? great. Yeah, if I'm going to get a yeah. tattoo, it would be it would be that. You know what? I would have tattoos on my ass if I were to have a B-52s tattoo on my ass. Sure. What would it, would it be it of? It would say... Yeah? It would say, how the fuck was I supposed to know it wasn't a rock? You told me it was a fucking rock, Fred. You fucking told me it was a rock. And then you talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot straight after. You say, that's a rock, but it wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. And I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to know? You just said it was a rock. This is a song. I can't see it. I can tell the difference between a fucking rock and a fucking rock lobster. They don't even look alike. A they rock don't look it. anything alike, Fred. That's what I'd have. That is actually why I'm as fat as I am, is so that there's enough room on the ass for my entire essay about why the B-52 should stop telling lies in their songs, because it's gaslighting at this point. Later, they yell about that giant clam, too, which um, just seems, uh, well, I don't know, cruel at that point. Like they're just Yeah, dragging. I mean, leave the giant clam out of it. I had a really it did not ask to get involved. I had a really bad idea for a, a song. I realize I think I'm pretty self-aware. I think I know how I make people feel, and it's not good. I relate with uh, people who just want to be liked but are, are not because this is all I got. I'm doing my best, and I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, like this whole podcast we struggle to get people to like you. Like we yeah. we want the zeitgeist to embrace you, and it's very difficult. It's they barely tolerate not me. Not going. I uh I had this terrible idea as I was washing what's left of my hair thinking about <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic and how I wanted to sit him down at dinner and get him a salad. Get him like a, a regular salad and be like, Weird Al, I've got an idea for you and I think you're going to love it. I bet he's never heard that. He's never heard that. I know. He's, he's never had anyone tell him that they've got a great song the, the idea. The lettuce, and there's not even any dressing. It's just like a lettuce and a, mm. and some carrots and a cucumber. And I'm well, like, I think he's vegan, so. Yeah. Yeah. They, he's glad of every bit of lettuce he can He's get. having a great time. And I say, Weird Al, take Better Man by Eddie Vedder and. Make it about wanting to watch David Letterman. Oh, because uh, it sounds a bit like the other one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, how does it go? She's a Can't find Dave Letterman. Just looking for Dave Letterman. I'm watching Letterman. <laughs> yeah, something about Conan O'Brien in there. I, I can't remember how to fit that in, but that's it. That's the joke. Well, NBC couldn't figure out how to fit Conan in either. That's good. Topical Conan and... Uh, yeah, that joke's <laughs> only 10 years late. Conan cool. would appreciate it for sure. I've always struggled fitting Conan in. in. It's very big and he goes in dry. 
<laughs> I uh, people want to have sex with Conan. Did you know that Conan the Barbarian was played by uh, Jason Momoa? He was Jason Momoa. Momoa, the uh, Muscle Man. Don't be racist. I just, just I, say his name normally. I don't know how to do it. I thought I was doing it right. It's not racist. I just you disgust me. You disgust me. I'm just me. bad at talking. It's really nothing am. against yeah. mom. You are uh. three. You are three Z-Kyles away from being a Nazi. Everyone gets two. <laughs> you're allowed to just say Sig Hale, and you're not a Nazi yet. Whoa! Whoa! No. That was my first one, wasn't it? You're towing the fucking. If you <laughs> one more, and and your fingers are on the handle of the hurt locker. Wow. And be careful not to open that. Do not open that bad boy. So it's like Candyman, except you are Candyman, who is Hitler, if you say it. So it's not he comes, you you become the, the bad man. Hold on one second. I've got to bring up my phone. Are you calling Candyman? Uh, no, no, just Willem Dafoe pitches Candyman but Hitler. There we are. <laughs> We'll workshop that with some of the team. I saw a Willem Dafoe movie last night when I couldn't sleep. Uh, yeah, was it erotic? No, well, mm, he plays uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And oh, he's just like... Oh, that's only already. Have you seen it? No. He cuddles with his brother in a way that most people would think has some sort of physical affection to it. I don't know if sexuality is the right word, but a long cuddle with his brother and he's just like, I think I want to fucking kill myself. And his brother's like, no, no. He's like, yeah, life's a piece of shit. Maybe I'll do some painting. He's so relaxed the entire time. And Willem Dafoe and Vincent Van Gogh. He's talking to a Gogon, played by Poe Dameron from the Star Wars. And uh, Gogan's like, your paintings are terrible. You're the worst. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to go out in the grass for a little bit, cut my ear off. And he just does it. <laughs> he cuts his ear off. <laughs> and the police are like, so, cut your ear off, huh? He's like, uh-huh. I'm go again. Very, very laissez-faire about it. <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> Mate, they should have called it Vincent Van Gogh well. <laughs> I don't think there's one part where he shows genuine. He, like, he, he looks at the camera and says, I'm very distressed and upset. That I'm poor and dying. Uh, maybe I'll move. You know, and then you just never. I'm scared to watch this because I want it to be exactly as you're describing. It is. It is. And then they do this really weird thing where there'll be a really dramatic scene, but it's not because he's just relaxed the entire time. Where they'll be like, "Did you do it? Did you touch the child?" He'd be like, "Um, I don't think so. I don't remember touching the child." And then. <laughs> They show him just, like, running around on the mountain, smiling. And then play the audio again. Did you touch the child? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> over and over again. Wow. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I don't want to spoil it, but and I don't know anything in, about Vincent Van Gogh's life, really, so I don't know if this is... But I think he gets shot in the stomach and then goes to, <laughs> goes to his friend's house, the doctor... He's like, Doctor, I think I was shot. <laughs> the doctor's like, did you do it yourself? And he's like, nah, maybe. <laughs> the doctor's 
like, do you have a gun? Like, terrified that he's going to shoot him. He's like, I have no gun. So, perhaps I was shot. Just just walking, to, just walking, to, connecting the dots very, very yeah. slowly until he dies. Then he just dies. <laughs> the end. <laughs> now you know what happened to Vincent Van Gogh. I would watch a 90-minute film of Willem Dafoe on a hospital bed with, like, blood, like, coming out of his tummy, and he just spends 90 minutes going, was I shot? That's <laughs> kind of no. what happens. <laughs> what was I doing? What was I doing that night? I watched Infinity War. On Fox. <laughs> then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to go get myself some pizza from Little Caesar. Still bleeding. Did I get that pizza or not? I could have been shot getting it. I got out of my car. Well, maybe I did get it and hang on, I'm gonna go call Sharon. Hello, Sharon! Who's Sharon? It's, just it's me, Willem Dafoe, I'm in the hospital. You just Can you, uh, she, she lives across the way. She knows him, She's, it's not. Yeah, she lives in the other apartment. She lives across the way in the apartment. <laughs> Sharon! The key's under my front door. Can you just pop in and see if there's a little Caesar's box in there? He's still bleeding? Yeah, go over <laughs> now. At about, yeah, I mean, if you can in the next five minutes. I don't know how much time I've got. Um, just let me know. Well, I'll tell you what it is. I'm trying to work out if I've been shot. <laughs> and if so. He's clutching his stomach the whole time. I was shot. He's bleeding, yeah. If there's a, oh, I mean, it gets redder and redder. Just spreads. Um, through his clothes and on, uh, on the blanket he's under. He's in a hospital bed. No one's come to treat it, which is probably, you know, a, a ringing indictment of the healthcare system. Oh, sure, yeah. He even says that at one point. He just looks at the camera and says, the fact I've not been treated is a ringing indictment of the healthcare system. No, I wasn't talking to you, Sharon. Is it there? Okay, good, good. What? Yeah, um... Yeah, if you could, if you could record Friday Night Smackdown for me. <laughs> it's not what Because I, I don't know what, what, if I'm going to be back in time to catch it live. And I need to see what Roman Reigns and the whole gang gets up to. He's probably going to be dead. He's dying. He's dying. But uh, shot to the belly, you know, according to the gangster movies I watch, is a slow, certain death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I to so, <laughs> if I have been shot... <laughs> Judge him by where the blood is most pooling in these bedclothes. It would have been a gut shot. Just, now, just piecing that together now. Now the, down, now the downside is that that's going to really sting. The upside is it takes a long time to die. So I got plenty of time to work out whether or not I've been shot. <laughs> So let me think. Clearly, I bought a... Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hello, Sharon! Yeah, it's me again. Look, yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm really sorry to inconvenience you. I think I've been shot. But can you just go back across the way and see what pizza I ordered? Again? Did he just... I just... just I know you've already confirmed it's there, but I want to know if there's any, if there are any slices left. Okay, that's his... What type did I get? Because I swear to God, if they put double cheese on it again, when I explicitly told them not, I'm going to be real 
pissed like off. The, 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 the hourglass of his life is, is draining very rapidly. The, the last moments. This is, this is his focus. This is. I keep sharing. I keep telling him. I want light cheese because I'm lactose intolerant, but I let myself have a little bit on a Friday as a treat. I'll deal with that in the morning. Just just go over and see, because I can't remember anything he's, he's about really, that. And Sharon is just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh, oh yeah, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's Fran Drescher on the other end. <laughs> on the other end, it's Fran Drescher, and you can just hear her through the through the phone. Just, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's brutal. She's brutal. Oh yeah, they put double cheese on it for sure. Those sons of bitches. I'm gonna tell you what. If I if I live. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind and a piece of my ass. <laughs> it's a sequel, as it turns out, to that other one. And somebody made a poster for it. I can't remember who it was, but it was a really good poster. I've been making great posters about great films. I'd love to see them if they're going to if they're gonna work this one out. Who Shot Roger Rabbit 2? <laughs> yeah, and he is. Yeah, this one's called Who Shot Roger Rabbit 2? No cartoons and just a man. And not frame shot. In parentheses. I know it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, you're supposed to move forward in um, any sort of conversation and not keep going back to it. But the, the actual movie, I want to talk about it a little more. There's a scene where it's a long, continuous shot of Mads Mil- Mikkelsen? Mix- Mi- Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen? Stop- I can't say anyone's names. You've opened the Hurt Locker now. You've opened, <laughs> you've opened the racist Hurt Locker. Is that locker. my second? I'm racist against the Nords or whatever he is? I don't... It, oh, you can't stand the Nords. I, I don't even know what they you seem You never great. pick them in Skyrim. <laughs> it's not... I've only played Skyrim like twice. It was very um, uh, time And did you play as a Nord in any of them? I think. I mean, aren't they all Nordic? Aren't it's... Oh my god! <laughs> wow! Really? Oh. I thought they were all the elders. And oh, they're... so you're you're looking at an Osama and a Dunma, and you're saying, ah, they're all just fucking Nords to me. I didn't know that. That's what they were called, Awesome. Here, let me hold the door open to the Hurt Locker for you yeah. at this point. I just wanted to talk about Mads Mikkelsen's. Shall I take your shoes off before you go in, sir? <laughs> Can I finish the Mad Mikkelsen's talk? Do we have a room free with a, an ocean view? Yes, we do. Just let me tell you. We're not at all fully booked in the Hurt Locker. It's just, just you. Just let me tell you about Mads Mikkelsen's skins. Oh, my God. Let me God. tell you about Mikkelsen. Ma- Max, Max Milkskin. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about what he did. He said... All right, tell us about the, the continuing adventures of Max Milkskin. <laughs> so, it's a continuous shot, extreme close-up, like point of view of Defoe talking to him. And um, Defoe's like, I'm in a church. I don't know why. Uh, can you help me, Father? And uh, Mad Mickelman is like, well, what's, what do you want? He's like, I'm a painter. I paint. He's like, this is your painting? And he's holding one of his paintings. He's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's uh, very, very unpleasant. It's very, it's ugly. It is... It is very bad. You you want to get money for this? You? Like, just tear, tearing the, you know, just picture if you put out a, a YouTube video and you showed it to Matt really Mickelton and, and at the church. And he's like, you want to get YouTube revenue or whatever? Patreons? Um, and this is where he finally... <laughs> I'm imagining that's what he said there. You, Vince, Vincent Van Gogh? 
You, I will use your voice. You want to get YouTube revenue for this? <laughs> and then... Actually, we better not give YouTubers ideas because we will see the... Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy, Weedboy66, in the Cut Off Your Ear Challenge. <laughs> they, uh, they jump on trends. It's true. And then Defoe, he's just like... Ah, God gave me a special power. I can make the best artwork anyone's ever seen. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, that was that was the conclusion he came to. <laughs> yeah. And Ned Mickelson's is like, so you want to live? He's like, eh, maybe. I just gotta go some more paints. Gonna go do some more painting. Goodbye. And then just scene end, just over. So uh, he seems a little sad for a second when the preacher, the priest thinks he sucks but then he just announces he's the best and leaves so it's sort of uh it's sort of a role model movie i think a lot of people should watch it and just be that content i guess but it's also terrible because if we were all like that we would just all get shot in the stomach and die yeah we'd all we'd all be sat in a hospital bed trying to work out who shot us or whether we even got shot and whether they put double cheese on the pizza again yeah which maybe, you know, not to get all four-dimensional chess, but we do waste a lot of time talking about stuff that's not really getting us anywhere doing anything. You know, we, we don't, that I know of, we, Wait, what? we, we do this podcast pretty regularly and we're like kind of serious about it. Like we make sure to do it. Then when we don't do it, Jim is like, so can we do it? Are we doing it? Can we do it? Like you want to do this show, Jim. Oh, you get yeah. paid zero cents to do it. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing else makes me happy. You get no money. It's a not, you know. I'll tell you what, yeah. right? I'm I'm animated for like the 45 to 60 minutes we do these recordings. And the moment we, we're done, I hit stop on the recorder. And then I just sit here in the dark <laughs> waiting for the next time to do it. I know that that can't be true. Though you generate all this work. No, sometimes in the meantime, I sometimes I pay. I've seen you. You've put out many uh, highly. But he doesn't get up to do that. He no, still does in the dark. In the dark in the chair. I think he yeah. makes YouTube videos and other podcasts. I've heard they're very good. They're very thought provoking. Oh, he made those months and months ago. He's yeah. been sitting on a backlog that'll stretch him out well through 2022. I didn't know that. I don't totally believe that. Well, the thing is that, you know, what he covers at this point is frankly so predictable. Oh, you mean the, the video game industry? Yeah. <laughs> you agree? that? It... I know exactly what's happening in March. Oh. I've got March's videos already done. So I can just sit here feeling nothing. Like neither highs nor lows. Nothing until I speak to you again, Jonathan. Well, I hate to... I'm just, I'm just a blank slate. Uh, I'm like at the end of, of Nightmare, when the episode stopped and then the kids had to be frozen before Treyguard would unfreeze them again next week. That's what I'm like. I'm wait. You are my Treyguard. I don't know what that is. Nightmare? Is that good? Yeah, I didn't expect Is that to. British? Is that English? Look up, look up Nightmare on YouTube, but Night... Is like night, like a oh, night, like a fighting, night, like, a, like night. A, a nightly. Yeah, it's night instead of knights night. and warrior style night. Yeah, nightmare. Nightmare. Dun, 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 
It's brilliant. You'll love it. You'll watch one episode and you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll find out. I barely watch stuff. I haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. I'm too stressed out to watch it. I, I just watched episode four of it. It's, people seem to like it. It's It's gone slightly up in my estimation, but only because the baby Yoda is I've, I've seen gifts of that and been satisfied. Oh, people love it. Yeah, it's it. very cute. I have to go already. It's going to be it's gonna be know. weird times for a little bit. And I've got all of this green paint. <laughs> I've got all of this green paint and a pair of dock leaves I was going to strap to your head. Why? Well, so that you could be Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I am way too jowly and uh, scowly. Too, too much of a... Nah, I'm already playing jowly scowly. <laughs> That's the role I would be better for. I'm I'm Jowly Scowly the Bounty Hunter, and Conrad is Bleep Bloop Bleep Bloop. Yep, the robot. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and and your your baby Yoda. Just duck leaves. We haven't we haven't come up with a stupid name for you. We just you're you're going to be called Baby Yoda again. <laughs> because I mean, people yep. don't seem to mind that he's not actually Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm Jowly Scowly. <laughs> And here is Baby Yoda again. <laughs> that sounded like Boss Nass played by um, the Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed. Yeah, very good actor for, for, for that. I'm Brian Blessed. <laughs> Pass me more turkey. <laughs> That's right. Bleep, bleep, bloop, bloop. That was really believable. I'm Brian Blessed. That was like uh, some Michael Winslow style believable sound effects, Conrad. That was very good. That was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Best episode yet. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We did it. All right. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Do you feel any more famous? No, definitely. This time, oh. not. Sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We work hard. It's just true. <laughs> and I know we're all being honest. Just get in, get in that hurt locker. Get I in that said, hurt locker. Yeah, just get, I can't even bear to look at you. Into dirty little lad. Dirty little lad with his dirty little bottom. Get in the hurt what locker. Did my bottom, why is my bottom dirty? That's the one I keep it. Okay. Because the rest of you is covered in feathers. <laughs> right. So go on, get in the hurt locker. And there's a little hole cut out the back of the hurt locker. You poke your little bottom out of that. Hate to see you go. You love to watch. Watch me leave. Yeah, because we get to see your dirty little bum. Bye. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened.